Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back for another video. Hope you're all having a good game week. I'm a bit under the weather, so if you can hear it in my voice, that's why. It's been a difficult week to catch the points for a lot of us, and the clean sheets have been hard to come by, which is the topic in this video. In this one, we're going to talk about some key takeaways from the weekend's action, as well as transfer plans for the next game week, with two free transfers in hand. Let's talk about Newcastle v Chelsea first. A 4-1 loss for Chelsea, and very little positives if you're a Chelsea fan. I'm sure Chelsea fans are counting the days to when Kunku and Levy are back. Colwell was benched, Kukure got the start in left back, but he was pretty erratic and he'll miss Chelsea's next match. Thiago Silva had a rare poor game, Rhys James got two yellows resulting in a minus three score, he'll also miss Chelsea's next match home to Brighton. Very unlucky if he went for the James pun, not that Cash did much better who many sold for him. Even Palmer looks a bit off it. What I will say is that despite everything it's a great fixture next week for Chelsea, Brighton are down to bare bones at the moment, Dunk got a red card, Webster injured. He got injured, Estupin and injured, and Lamptey started left back and he also went off injured. Milner also injured, so it's surely a game of lots of goals. Quickly on Newcastle then. Heroics from Gordon with one goal, one assist for a 12 pointer. Trippier actually sold Haaland and his FPL team for Izak, which actually came off of Izak scoring. Cher, on the other hand, had a bit of a nightmare. He sold Pope for Raya, and then he realised that Raya was ineligible for the Brentford game and he transferred Pope back in for a minus four. I'd been looking to sell Gordon for Palmer before that Brighton game, but I'm having second thoughts now. Burnley vs West Ham. Ariola does it again, clean sheet wiped. He got three saves, he got three points total. Bowen missed out entirely with the injury, and based on what Moyes had to say, it sounds like he should be back for game week 14, in which case he's absolutely a hold. West Ham of course playing the Europa League on Thursday as well, so we'll have an update by then. Kudus with two assists for a 10-pointer. He's been excellent recently, and West Ham have good fixtures still. He's 6.6 mil, 2.5% owned. West Ham are home to Palace next game week. A lot of us are looking at Ariola as a transfer out in the near future. It's fair to say Ariola's on borrowed time. His last clean sheet was back in game week 7 against Sheffield United. Raya and Sanchez look like two standout replacements for our teams. Raya's 4.9 mil and Sanchez 4.6 mil. There were quite a few injuries this week, which we'll talk about in the next segment. Elsewhere, Matoma also missed out, which we knew, and Eze went off injured for Palace, which was very unlucky if he went for him. Ducore also went off injured for Palace, which looks like it's going to be a serious one. So on the subject of the lack of clean sheets and injuries, I put together this graphic last week, showing goals scored and clean sheets kept this season. The premise behind this is, how has the extra stoppage time this season affected FPL? For context, in case anyone's unaware, this season there's a new rule where more time's been added for stoppages during play. This has seen many games with a lot more stoppage time in both halves. There's certainly a correlation here, there's been an 8.8% increase in goals scored and a 30.9% decrease in clean sheets. 
and we saw more of the same in game week 13 with tons of goals and only a couple of clean sheets. So it's something to bear in mind, in theory we should be spending less money on defenders who are now reliant on attacking returns more and that money might be better weighted in the mids and forwards. If you feel like there's a lot of injuries at the moment as well, you're right, there's been around 200 injuries this season which is a 15% increase, it underlines the importance of our benches as well. A few takeaways from Man City vs Liverpool. We talked in last week's video about how there have been two clean sheets in their last 10 meetings, no clean sheets this game either. Haaland got his usual goal with 5 shots taken, Salah assisted Trent who scored a well taken goal. Impressively Doku finished the game with maximum bonus with no returns at all, very rare we see that but he did have a great game. In terms of midfielders under 7 mil it's pretty stacked at the moment, we're going to want players that are going to be nailed for the winter period with 7 game weeks in December, and Bumo, Gordon and Palmer might be better shouts and the latter two much cheaper than Doku. One pointer for Darwin who blanked and he was booked. Simicast started, a two-pointer for him with one goal conceded. Allison picked up an injury in the dying minutes of the game, by which point Klopp had made all five subs so he had to play on. One to keep an eye on there, he'd be a massive miss if it's serious. But backup keeper Kelleher could be a gem for 3.9 mil. Again on the subject of clean sheets, Arsenal one of the very few to keep one, beating Brentford 1-0 thanks to a late Havertz winner which Saka assisted and he snuck a couple of bonus points off the back of that. If you were doubled up with Arsenal defenders, well played. White was benching this one in favour of Tommy Yasu, but he came on late. Sasaka's been ticking along, but his underlying numbers have actually been really poor recently. 0.17 expected goals over his last 5 games in total, but he does have 4 assists over that run, from 1.3 expected assists. Arsenal have worsened in attack this season, but they have improved defensively. Martinelli's numbers have dropped off massively as well, and he's not getting the returns at all. Doubling up in defence looks really solid now. Rye's available again, and he should start next match and beyond that. Again, we're going to want nailed players in December, so Tommy Asu, Zinchenko and maybe White are a little bit risky, but if you've got them, you definitely keep hold. It wouldn't be all that surprising if Kirill gets a game at some point over Gabriel and centre-back. If you're a Gabriel owner, ideally Kirill starts midweek in the Champions League and then Gabriel starts next weekend. Spurs 1, Aston Villa 2. Three losses on the bounce since Madison's injury, and of course Spurs also missing Van der Ven, Romero and Richarlison. Sun was one of the most captain players, again so unlucky to walk away with no returns there. He scored a hat-trick of offside goals. Watkins should have also had more than a goal as well. He had several big chances and he ultimately ended up with a yellow for descent. The question is what to do with our Villa assets, particularly in Gemic 15 and 16 when they've got City and Arsenal. Diaby and Cash look okay to sell, but Watkins is pretty much fixture-proof and dropping him is probably overthinking it. Let's also not forget he's got Sheffield United home in blank game 18 which is the best fixture of the week and arguably he's the best captain. Cash was hooked at half time in the Spurs game. He did start out of position in right mid rather than right back but it really wasn't working at all and he was getting close to getting a second yellow. Diego Carlos was back in the start at 11 which meant Conza started right back. You can afford to give your Villa players the Bournemouth game next weekend, in my case I am looking to sell though. Diaby also came off at half time for a one pointer and he had a quiet game. So here's how I'm lined up for Gaming 14 and the transfer plans. For any audio listeners, it's Ariola, Cash, Saliba, Simicas, Sun, Saka, Diaby, Gordon, Salah, Watkins, and Haaland. One regret of Gaming 13 was not selling Cash for Gabriel. However, I really like the idea of going Gordon and Diaby to Bumo and Palmer. It's suddenly looking a lot harder to sell Gordon though after a 12 pointer. Gordon actually hasn't blanked in consecutive games since regaining his spot back in Gemic 38 last season. He's got 6 goals and 5 assists and 79 points in 13 games. 
Despite the Bournemouth fixture, I'm pretty set on selling Diaby from Bumo, who is home to Luton, on paper an even better fixture. I need to free up 0.2 mil though for that move, so cash has to be where I do that. Gabriel's not an option now, because cash did fall in price, so the current thinking is Pinnock to double up on that favourable Luton fixture. I should be able to start Pinnock for the next three. The caveat is that it does leave me with three players blanking in game 18 with Pinnock and Boomer and Haaland, and I want to save the free hit for later in the season in a bigger blank or double. So basically, after these two moves, I've got four transfers after game 14 to sort out the likes of Kabore and Archer. It also occurred to me that if I'm keeping Gordon, I'll actually end up with five of the top six scoring midfielders, which feels like a solid position to be in, and I don't think I'll sell the midfielders at any point in the next five. Add to that, I also don't expect to sell either of the front two in Watkins and Haaland, barring injury, so in theory, I should be able to fix the weak points in the team before the blank in 18, with four moves available. Salah captain at the moment, who is home to Fulham, I can't see this one changing, but Haaland is home to Spurs, which is a very good shout as well. If you've got any players involved on Monday's fixture, best of luck. Let us know in the comments how you got on and what your transfer plans are. If you enjoyed this video, make sure you hit like and subscribe for more great FPL content to come this week. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.